Hi, I'm Jennifer Z, and welcome to the Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy Podcast. Here's what you can expect from listening to Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy. My true passion is all about helping educate you, the listener, on food, fitness, and wellness. I educate through my own story and experiences on a multitude of topics, including inflammatory conditions, women's health, plant-based nutrition, fitness, and mindfulness. It's designed to teach you how you can become your most powerful self every single day. From interviews with today's top health, fitness, wellness, and spiritual experts, this podcast is a fun and happy atmosphere. So sit back and enjoy some of the amazing interviews that I have with experts and people who have completely transformed their lives through plant-based nutrition, fitness, and wellness. And if you love this podcast and would love to see it grow with even more incredible episodes, you now have the opportunity to support the Jennifer Z podcast by visiting jenniferz.com forward slash podcast. That's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-Z-E-E.com forward slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T. This helps me amp up the podcast finding more incredible guests while increasing the number of episodes being published. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the Jennifer Z community. Welcome to the Jennifer Z plant-based and happy podcast. Today on the show, I have Emily Wood. Now I met Emily a little while ago when I was creating my Mastering Your Life with Plant-Based Nutrition online summit. And she was such an amazing guest on there that I had to have her on my podcast. Emily is a registered dietitian, wife, and mom of two young energetic boys that are thriving on a plant-based diet. She operates her own coaching business where She helps busy moms revive the energy and vitality within by adopting a plant-based lifestyle for themselves and their family. After transitioning herself, Emily noticed many positive changes as a result of this way of living. She had the energy again to actually enjoy playing with her kids, rediscovered her passion for cooking, cleared her adult acne for good, and also strengthened the relationship with her husband as a result of her greater sense of confidence and compassion. You can join her plant-based lifestyle for busy moms Facebook group to connect with other inspiring health bound moms. All right. So Emily, thank you so much for coming on the Jennifer Z podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Well, and as I mentioned earlier in your intro, I met Emily through my Mastering Your Life with Plant-Based Nutrition online summit, and you were just such an amazing guest that it was a no-brainer to have you on this podcast. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. So I want to know from you, how does a busy plant-based mom like yourself conduct this healthy lifestyle while also making time for your kids and running a business and spending time with your husband, what does that look like for you? How do you do it all without spreading yourself too thin? (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's definitely, I feel like it's a little bit of a learned skill because, you know, being a mom, we all know that there's just 
too much to do and too little time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we tend to overwhelm ourselves and get really stressed out. Um, so really what I found helpful is, you know, the plant-based lifestyle when I decided to adopt that, um, you know, eating this way gave me a ton more energy, which was fantastic. Um, cause you think about it, you know, you're, you're working or, um, you know, maybe doing a million other things and then your kids want to play and you're like, Oh my God, I'm just so darn tired. You know, and I did find that eating more plants, transitioning to this lifestyle gave me a lot more energy. So that, that was number one is actually feeding your body right to have the energy to give your time to your business, to your kids, to your husband and to, uh, to yourself really too. Um, another thing that, that really helped me to, um, you know, to really, really balance my life out a little bit better was adopting a lot of mindfulness techniques so I always, I always thought that meditation is just like weird and stupid and why do I need that? And I don't know how to sit still, so it'll never work for me. Um, but, but I, you know, I said, what, what's it going to hurt? So I started to do it more and more and I'm definitely not perfect with it, but it really does create this, this sense of calmness. So even though you have so much to do, you're able to just slow down and realize, you know, look, I'm never going to get this all done. Uh, more appreciate the moment. Um, so, so really the combination of those two are huge, but it, it really took me a while to realize that I'm never going to get everything done. So why don't I slow down a little bit, prioritize, and really start appreciating, you know, the now and, and the present. So, you know, so I, I, I really, I don't get it all done, <laughs> but, but I've learned like through what I've been explaining really just how to slow down, enjoy life better, you know, and know that I'm not going to get it all done. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that mothers have this, this standard for themselves, this unachievable goal of throwing a hundred thousand things into their day and expecting it to get done. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, do you meditate in the morning? So I actually don't, I would love to, but my mornings are hectic um, because my husband is out the door at like 4.30 a.m. and I'm alone with my two boys. <laughs> so it's just me. Um, so I do it, I do it at night usually, but that, yeah. that's what works for me and I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, and, and you know what you said about the standards is I totally agree. I just feel like there's a societal pressure on women and moms that we have to be responsible for the cooking, the cleaning, the family, you know, still making money, still doing all of these things. And and we have to learn to say, well, well, look, you know, I mean, like I'm only a person yeah. and, and I need to be able to enjoy life and take care of myself as well as take care of my family. Yeah. And if you look at women in, you know, if you took what you do in an average day and compared it to a woman who's working in, let's say the corporate industry, you're doing just as much, maybe even more, but the only difference is you're expecting even more of yourself when it's something that's, to be honest, not even humanly possible. Right. Yeah, definitely. Now, if you, I, I actually have her on the pod, uh, coming up on the podcast, but if you look up Shell Hamilton's meditation minis, that it's meditation under 15 minutes powerful meditations that will set the tone, help you sleep because you do it before bed. So help you sleep better. Uh, and just like, just turn off for a few minutes. She's a good one to look for. Perfect. 
Yeah, 15 minutes is about all I have. Sometimes that's I need it. <laughs> Sometimes it's got to be like a micro meditation where it's a conscious <laughs> breath in and out, and that is all. Yeah, but hey, it works. It really works. And it's funny because I took this meditation class um, to try to learn more about it, and the woman instructing it said that it takes about eight minutes for your body to fully relax. Um, and ever since she said that, like, I really, it really changed my world because, you know, you know, every, every little bit helps, don't get me wrong, but, but now I, I really make it a point to at least meditate for that eight minutes because I want to get the benefit of what I'm doing. Absolutely. Um, and if I can't commit eight minutes to myself, then there's something wrong. <laughs> Agreed. Absolutely. And when you put it that way, it kind of almost takes all the guilt out of it too, because it's just like, this is eight minutes for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, so I don't know why or how, but I've been encountering a lot of pregnant women these days. And we, you know, we start talking about the plant-based lifestyle and how this is how I live. And a lot of them, a lot of the feedback I get is, I, I think that plant-based is super beneficial and it's amazing. And I would love to do it after my pregnancy, but mm -hmm. they're super hesitant about having a plant-based pregnancy. What are your thoughts on you know, some of the, some of the issues that these women have with it, where e either it being, they are worried about possible deficiencies or getting enough calories, because I know that I think that there's a huge misconception of how many extra calories you need while pregnant. I think a mm -hmm. lot of women find, they think that it's a lot more than it actually is. What are your thoughts on that? So I, I have a few different thoughts, but I mean, regardless of if you're plant-based or not plant-based, I mean, the requirements are going to be the same. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to have to try to strive to get, you know, your folate, your iron, um, your, your calories, your protein, you know, regardless of what diet that you're following. Um, and I think that, you know, there's, there's a few reasons for this hesitation. And, you know, number one is that plant-based is still very coming to the surface, I feel. There's a gaining interest, but there's still, majority of people out there have no idea what it's about, what to do. Um, so I think a little bit is, is fear of not really knowing, and you're gonna have this child. So you, know, you want to be 100% sure in everything you do while you're pregnant um, to make sure that everything you know, comes out fine. So right. yeah. uh, definitely the first thing I think is you know, fear. Um, and and, and I, think, uh, I think a lot of it too is, you know, doctors and nurses and those people, they don't know about this either. So they're going to be deterring these people from having a plant-based pregnancy because they're not sure how to instruct them through it. Um, right. You know, it's, it's perfectly healthy to have a plant-based pregnancy. The only thing that, you know, that I would say is that I wouldn't transition during, during pregnancy. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, 100% no. I mean, if it's something you've transitioned to before you're pregnant, um, you have a good handle on it, you are going to be fine as long as you are getting the nutrients that your body needs. So, yeah. And, and yeah, and going to the calories, you know, it, it really isn't that much. So, first trimester, you don't need any additional calories. Mm -hmm. Second trimester, you only need about 340 additional calories a day. I mean, what is that? A snack? One snack? <laughs> One of my <laughs> And then, you know, in the third trimester, it's 450 additional calories a day. And even protein doesn't go up that much. You know, I think it's like 20 grams of extra protein in your second and third trimesters. So, you know, it, it's really not that huge of a jump. 
Um, and, and like I said, as far as, you know, the iron and the folate and those little micronutrients, um, you know, you're going to need those whether you're plant-based or not. So, you know, take a high quality prenatal, um, you know, get your blood work done, eat the healthy foods, you know, and, and you, you'll be, you'll be fine. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of my thought on that. And, you know, as far as, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's kind of, kind of my thought on that. <laughs> well, I agree with you with that. And I think that especially when you were talking about, you know, not trying to go plant-based during pregnancy, it's the same with exercise. You know, you're not going to all of a sudden start incorporating strenuous exercises when you have never actually done them before while you're pregnant. So it's also a little bit of common sense too, I think. And I do agree with that fear. You know, oftentimes women will say to me, you know, I love the, the thought of going plant-based because I want all these benefits. I want that energy. I want to clear my skin up or whatever issue they're having, but they're so worried about this little human growing inside of them. And I completely understand that too. But what about mothers who um, have small kids or, you know, toddlers to let's say before teen, preteen? Um, what about these mothers who decide to go plant-based for themselves, they see these benefits, and then they want to start incorporating plant-based into their kids' lives when their kids are already eating the refined sugars, they're already eating the dairy, they're doing everything else. How do you start to incorporate that into your children's life without them just having like a, a complete meltdown? Yeah. Um, it's not easy. I'm just going <laughs> to tell it how it is. Because you've been through it. Yes, I have. And my kids are still young. I mean, my kids are three and five. So they're at that very, very picky stage. Um, and it, it's just something that you have to keep working towards and know that, you know, kids are going to be picky. They're going to make their own choices. And especially if you've already started feeding them like higher sugar foods or dairy. I mean, those are highly addictive foods. Absolutely. So they're going to still want those things. And, and it's important to just keep offering alternatives for those things, um, you know, that they may like. And, and, you know, I don't do a lot of, oh, do this because your kid will definitely eat this or these recipes your kid will definitely eat because all kids are so different, like so different. So, so you know, it, it, it can be a little stressful, but really like don't give up, keep trying. I mean, it's something like more than 10 times you have to introduce a new food into a child's diet before they'll actually start even trying. It's just, it, it seems very repetitive and monotonous. And, and, you know, just a couple tips on that is, you know, teenagers, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're more apt to maybe understand the health benefit in that. So, you know, they may be a little easier, I guess. I, I don't know because I'm not at that stage. I don't want to say any of this is easy though, because it does take a little bit of work and transition. Um, but, you know, just if you're modeling that behavior, if you're modeling eating these whole healthy foods, you know, your kids are observing, they're seeing that. Yeah. So they are going to want to do it more because they want to do what mommy and daddy are doing. Yep. You know, and, and if you're, if you're, you know, I always make it a point to, you know, eat, eat if, I, if my kids are around, you know, I'm going to sit down right next to them and eat my bowl of blueberries, or I'm going to sit right down next to them and eat my carrots and celery because I want them to see me eating these foods. It yeah. makes such a difference. So I guess see your kids, you know, what, let your kids watch you eat these foods. 
And then just keep trying and keep trying. I mean, it really is a process. You're not like, if they don't like it after the fifth time, don't give up. Keep going, keep trying. You know, think fruits and vegetables in different shapes. Um, you know, my kids only, only eat mixed vegetables frozen. You know, and, and I'm okay with that. That's, That's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, try something frozen instead of cooked. So there's lots of different tips. And actually, I have a really good article on my blog, um, emilywoodrd.com. Yeah, that we'll gives put the link on. Yeah. yeah, it gives lots of um, lots of tips and tricks about trying to get kids to eat more vegetables specifically, because most kids eat fruit. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's definitely it's a little bit of a battle, but it's mm -hmm. totally worth it. And you'll start to see changes and be like, holy crap, my kid just ate broccoli. <laughs> I know it's exciting when you see that. I, I know for, and even the style of eating between my stepson and my stepdaughter. My stepson is the type that will sit down and eat a full entire meal. Whereas my stepdaughter, she's a grazer. She will eat small meals throughout the day and she likes to anything that's mini. So if I put miniature bowls out with chickpeas and green beans and broccoli, and I mean, these are steamed, so she's not even eating them with butter and roasting and all that junk. She will eat it. <laughs> And she'll yeah. eat more of that over, say, pizza and junk food and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then at least if you're introducing a little bit of the, we, we call it eat your healthy before your junk. So mm -hmm. for us, because the eating styles are so different from our house and the kids' house, um, it, it's hard to, and you, and you almost don't want to control it and make it seem not fun anymore right. so it's, it's really hard you've got to find that balance and like you were saying leading by example I'll I'll fill a bowl full of chickpeas and just start eating them at the table and my stepdaughter is right in there with me yeah. um, and they're plain there's nothing on them and she is not about the spices and the sauces thankfully so she's very plain Jane and she'll eat that stuff and I find too that if if it's available for them and if, or if it's not available for them, that's kind of what determines what they'll eat mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, pre-cutting things up and putting them on, you know, that eye level shelf in the fridge, because we're going to open up the fridge. And if they see that, you know, that's where the berries go. That's where the celery goes. You know, yeah. that's where the carrots go, you know, I mean, so, because that's what they grab. And that, so that, you know, that's definitely something else. And I like what you said about like not pushing them too, because you have to make eating fun for them as well, because then they'll become really resistant if you're constantly like, well, you have to eat that or you're not leaving the table. You know, yeah. if, if you have to make it still enjoyable for them mealtime, it's super, super important. And like having a kitchen, there's so many tips, but you know, having them help you in the kitchen is another thing. Um, so they, oh, you know, this is fun. I helped make this. Might make them more apt to eat it. So there's so many little tricks. Um, they just have to be persistent with it. That's all. Definitely. And I mean, it's one thing to feed your kids the best and most nutritious food at home, but it is a whole different game when you're outside of the house and you're going to events, you've got birthday parties to go to, family gatherings, and even travel. What, uh, how do you keep your boys living their plant-based lifestyle and how do you sort of work around these birthday parties and all these other events that come up? It's, it's another thing, you know, like whenever it comes to kids, it's like, there's no easy answer. <laughs> um, but you know, you, you don't want to make them feel deprived or like they're missing out or that they're like, not like their friends. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, I tend to be more lenient when we're at gatherings and birthday parties. 
Um, because I, you know, like I said, I don't want to be that mom that, you know, that puts this negative connotation um, on food in their minds. Mm -hmm. Oh, my mom's going to yell at me if I eat at the, you know, if I, if I eat this, or I'm going to have to hide this from my mom because she doesn't want me to eat this. You know, I don't, I don't want to be like that. Um, you know, because that can be damaging for kids too. You know, people nowadays have this such this unhealthy relationship with food. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't want to create that for my kids at all. I want them to always enjoy eating. I want them to enjoy eating healthy foods. So, you know, so when we go out, um, well, let me back up, you know, so that's why when we're home, it's like so, so important because if, if they're used to eating the right things at home, then they're going to be more apt to eating them when they're out because they're just used to those healthier foods. Yes. They have a taste um, for it. Yes, exactly. So, so I really just do my best when we're home. And like I said, when we're out, you know, if they do want to try, you know, like a piece of cake, which I know is made with like eggs and sugar and flour and all that stuff, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. We'll have a small piece. You know, if they want to try a couple Cheetos, you know, I'm not, like I said, I don't want to deprive them of at least trying these things because I want to, I want to raise my children too with the ability of choice. Yeah. So, you know, eventually they're going to get to the point where they're going to be able to choose themselves. Do I want to be plant-based or not? Um, so, so I just really, really focus on, like I said, what I do at home with them and really just try to instill those healthy habits at home so that they do carry out into social situations. And, and I do find that, you know, that, that does work. Um, not, I mean, you know, they still want like I said, a piece of cake or whatever. Um, so I just, I just limit the amount. I limit the amount and I make sure whatever the dinner is or the food is that they have something healthy with that. Um, you know, and they don't drink, they don't drink pop or anything. That's the one thing I'm pretty strict about. Um, yeah. Is oh, absolutely. Added drinks. That, that's the one thing, that's the one place where I draw the line at those kinds of gatherings. Um, they have, they can have water or maybe they can have like a tiny bit of juice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm not super strict with it, um, for many reasons. Um, but that's why it all starts at home. <laughs> it really yeah, does. You're, you know, you're setting them up with the tools that they need for the rest of their life, basically, because you have that good foundation at home. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk about, I'm all about nutritious food, fitness, wellness, with, uh, with self-care being, to me, just as important as good nutrition. Can you mm -hmm. talk a little bit about what your self-care routine looks like? in a day or a week or a month, how do you, how do you start incorporate that self-care into your life? So definitely going back to, you know, getting on a more consistent routine with meditation, because for me, having a calmer mind and having more clarity in what I want to accomplish, you know, from day to day, it, it just helps me to better care for, you know, myself, because I'm not all stressed out and anxious and yelling, uh, and running around like a crazy person. Um, so, <laughs> you know, all things we all us moms can relate to. Uh, yeah. So, so basically, you know, it all starts in the morning. You know, I make myself a very nutritious green smoothie. You know, setting my day off right, right there. It happens almost every morning. If I don't have that, I do like some kind of oats with some fruit and nuts and those kinds of things. So right off the bat, starting with a nutritious breakfast, um, is priority number one for taking care of myself. Um, you know, and then, and then healthy meals throughout the day, obviously. Um, but as, as the day goes by, we kind of get a little drained and kind of, you know, we, it could be, you know, we don't know what the day is going to bring, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. Breakfast, I'm home. I'm just waking up. I can really put a lot of energy into making something nutritious. Um, so, you know, that, that's number one. Um, 
you know, and just making sure to, you know, I do, I like to run a lot. Mm -hmm. So um, that's another thing is I make sure, you know, I, I can't, you know, I live in Buffalo, New York. So right now, well, actually right now it's actually pretty nice out, but um, you know, six months out of the year, we have snow on the ground and ice and, and it's really tough for me to run. So and going to the gym just doesn't give me that same kind of feel. I just like being out in nature and, and breathing the air. Um, but running is, is definitely something that I consider self-care. Um, it, it's improving my health, but also helping my mind because it's a big stress reliever. Um, and it just makes me feel good. Just makes me feel good. So, so I get that in as often as I, as I can. Like I said, in the winter, not so much. So that's when I try to focus more on the meditation because that's something I can do in any weather, any time of day, anywhere ends up being yeah. at mostly as we talked about before. Um, but those are, you know, those are the big things for me, self-care. You know, it's not really like, I'm going to go out and get my nails done today. I'm going to go out and get a massage. Those are all great, but that's not something I can do on an everyday basis to take care of me. And you really have to do things on an everyday basis to take care of yourself. I agree. It's, it's kind of like, you know, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you're working from home, you can end up in, you know, I could literally be indoors seven days a week if I really wanted to, aside from going to the gym. But I mean, you know, I know that if I've not incorporated some sort of gym time or meditation in two to three days, I start getting weird. And (laughs) You know, it, thankfully, I have two dogs that I have to take outside every few hours. But other than that, I start to feel so weird. It's almost like cab- cabin fever. And you have to become aware of that, too, because you can end up going down that, that vicious road of, you know, you end up being inside all day, and then another day goes on, and then another day goes on. Like, there's always an excuse to do some more work, especially being an entrepreneur. Like you were saying, if you're not practicing these self-care things on a daily basis, that's how you start to slip. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about being an entrepreneur because I'm, I know you're an entrepreneur at heart and I'm sure that a lot of our listeners are as well. What type of advice do you have for female entrepreneurs who are just starting out in the health and wellness industry? So, you know, as an entrepreneur, you don't always do the right things. <laughs> you kind of have to learn as you go. Um, so first and foremost, before I start giving, you know, some advice is that you're going to make mistakes and it, it's okay. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't mean you have to quit or give up or anything like that. You just learn from them and you move on. Um, so that, that would be the number, the number one, you know, so coming into the health and wellness sector, you know, it, there's so much out there now. I mean, so Mm. much, and people are so confused about what the right thing is to do. Um, so, you know, my number one thing would be to, to pick something that you're super passionate about, but that stands you out from the crowd. So, you know, if it's something specific, that's okay because those people will find you. They're gonna see you as the expert. Um, so, you know, if, if it's something like, um, you know, for example, you know, I, I like plant-based, I focus a lot of my energy now on moms, you know, eventually I probably even narrow that down further. So, you know, it's just, it's finding something you love, finding something a little more specific um, and really just staying true to yourself too. 
because there's a lot of people that are going to tell you what they think you should do, or yeah. they might doubt you. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not going to be successful at that. Um, yeah. but if you like truly believe and truly stick to, you know, who you are, you will be successful. And, and really just that mindset is everything. You know, I don't know if you've heard that Jennifer, but like mindset, they said mindset is everything, you mm -hmm. know, and there's a lot of different techniques you can do. Um, but those would be my two is that stick to, tr you know, truly who you are and what you're passionate about. Um, that stands you up from the crowd and, and don't, don't give up if you know, you, you hit some bumps in the road because it's, it's, it can really be discouraging, but you just keep going. I agree with that. I think too, that you should, take the failures and look at them as learning opportunities mm -hmm. and to, to sort of redirect the way things are going. I know earlier on when I started my business, I mm -hmm. felt like, I felt like I was following my passion because I was talking about plant-based nutrition and everything else that encompassed it, but I felt like there was still something missing. And it wasn't until I really started to niche down and, and start talking about um, why I went plant-based and talking a lot about my inflammatory condition was really when I started talking to my target market because it was exactly what I knew and it was ex those people are exactly who I want to help mm -hmm. in a certain way whereas before it was a little too broad and I found that I really wasn't speaking my true I was I was speaking about something I loved, but I wasn't letting people in on why I loved it and exactly how it changed my life. And now I can speak from a more genuine perspective. And I think that once you start doing that, once you start really honing in on why it is you're doing what you're doing, that's when people start to listen because you're really just speaking your truth. And that's when you can really start speaking from a passionate side of it as opposed to, well, I'm doing this, but I'm not sure why. I think I know why. Like it's very <laughs> <laughs> And it's such, you know, and, and that's you're right. That's when people connect with you. It's because you know the more translucent you are, the more people are going to really want to work with you and want what you have to offer and then and it's a fine line because yes you want to offer people you know what they want but you still need to do what you want to do at the same time so i definitely you know and, and it, it, it takes time too you know there's people that are like i still don't know what i want to do what's my niche you know and and it just it takes time to discover yourself and you know about a year ago i was working with a business coach who wanted me to do all these things um that didn't feel right. But he just kept telling me, well, this is what your customer wants. This is what your customer wants. And to me, it didn't, it didn't sound right. Um, you know, it didn't feel right. Excuse me. And I, I wasn't as successful as I could have been because it wasn't me. So I, since then I've changed a lot of things around and I just feel so more genuine and I'm attracting, you know, more people and I'm attracting the right people. So, um, it just, it feels, I mean, you know, it feels so much better doing it. That Absolutely. Way. <laughs> and you're, and I mean, you're speaking from your heart about all of this stuff mm -hmm. and people pick up on that. They, they feel that. And, you know, I was scared as heck when I decided to niche down because I thought, you know, now I'm not reaching as many people as I want to, but it's not even about that. I've learned that it's more about just reaching your people. Right. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So this is a final question for you, Emily. Um, 
I want to switch it up a bit because I love asking this question just because of the responses. They're all, they're always super amazing. I want to know, aside from your family, what is the one thing that you cannot live without? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, um, <laughs> besides my mascara, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, that could be one too, because that's almost mine. <laughs> I love mascara. Okay. Uh, my Arbonne mascara is like my favorite thing in the whole wide world. But, but oh. quite honestly, you know, and I mean, this is going to sound so cliche, but, um, you know, my health, I mean, hello. I mean, I think of everything that I have done and all my ambitions of things that I want to do. And if I didn't have the energy and the confidence, um, you know, and the health that I have, well, I mean, the energy and the confidence has stemmed from my health. You know, if I didn't have that, like, what would my life look like? And, you know, I think about that and it would, it wouldn't be enjoyable at all. Um, you know, and, and I'm thankful that, that I don't have any health issues, but, but I've always been very health conscious at the same time. I've always taken care of my body. Um, I've been active. I feed at the right foods. So it's not by accident that I'm enjoying this healthful life. Um, you know, and, and it just, and, and, and knowing the statistics now, which I won't get into this because I don't want to bore everybody, you know, all the, the disease that's going around and, and the rate of overweight and obesity. And, and I just really encourage everybody to, you know, just really keep an open mind about getting healthier and, and not rely on, on our traditional medical system um, because your life will change once you're taking care of your body, I promise. So, you know, so yeah, just my health is something that I just value every day. <laughs> Definitely something I couldn't live without. Oh, absolutely. And I think too, um, when you do start really taking control over your health as well, how important do you think it is before we wrap this up, how important is it to find a physician who is, so if you're plant-based, find a physician who is a plant-based advocate, because I know that there's a lot of issues with people who transition to plant-based and then they go to their doctor and their doctor's like, no, that's not good. Like you should go back to drinking milk for calcium, for instance. But how important do you think it is just to find a like-minded physician who will work with you as opposed to against you mm -hmm. um, during your appointments. Yeah, I, I think it's so important. And I like how you said like-minded because it doesn't necessarily have to be a plant-based physician, but somebody who supports this lifestyle health instead of just pushing medication all the time. Um, because, you know, we go to our doctor for advice and for support and knowing we're on the right track. And if you're going to somebody who has a negative mind about the direction you're headed in, that's going to make you second guess and doubt what you're doing. And you don't need that. Because if you're deciding to be healthier and get off your medication, then you're on the right track. And you don't need anybody to discourage you or tell you otherwise. And, and it's our choice. You know, some people I feel are afraid to, you know, like check out another doctor or go to a different doctor. You know, it's your body, it's your health, and it's your choice. So I do think it's extremely important to find a doctor who's on the same page and is encouraging these lifestyle changes and can help you through them because some questions are going to come up. And the internet isn't always the best place to find the answer. <laughs> Although it's pretty darn good. And yeah. I think too, you know, I hear from a lot of people, they say, well, I've been seeing my doctors since I was, 10, for instance, um, and I'm afraid to go somewhere else. But if you're making dietary changes or changes to your health and wellness, then, you know, sometimes the 
old information just doesn't work anymore. Right. 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 Oh yeah. I agree. Well, Emily, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You were amazing. Oh, thanks. This was so much fun. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We will post the links for your blog and uh, your website. And I'll also post the link for your busy plant-based moms Facebook group. Yes, that would be great. We have lots of fun in that group. Oh, absolutely. I'm in that group. So I can say there's a lot of fun that goes on in there. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. The best way to spread the word about the amazing benefits of healthy living through plant-based food, fitness, and wellness is to share it with your friends and family. You can do this in person or through the various social media platforms out there. I'm so thankful for each and every like, share, and comment. And if you're looking for more food, fitness, and wellness inspos, please visit the JenniferZ.com website. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the Jennifer Z community. And until next time, stay happy, healthy, and plant-based.